welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good, mate. How you doing? Good, but I got a little bit of uh, a suntan the other week. You got a... Really? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I think I have the same tan. Yeah, you did. We got them on the same day. As we went in our kayaks. Kayaks, that's right. We got a new hobby. Kayaking. So if you're in central Illinois, you want to go kayaking with us. Yeah. Just just shoot us a DM through social media. Um, we had a, we had fun. We had a good time. We even saw like a water moccasin. You better explain that? what that is to people outside of Illinois. It's uh, basically a, a poisonous rattlesnake that lives in the water. It doesn't live yeah. in the water, but it can be found near the water. Yeah, we were going to go under a bridge, weren't we? Yep. And it went across and we're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when I said, you know what? I would never do this in Florida. Oh, no They have way. big snakes, poisonous, lots of poisonous snakes. Crocodiles. Gators. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, so, no, no thanks. But and, you, I'm I, glad we didn't go to the bridge, because when we drove by, did you happen to look yeah, over there? It looked yeah. pretty nasty. Yeah, a bit nasty. But the rest of the lake was beautiful. Yeah. I tell you what, though, you're a bit of a speedy one. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with you. Now, mind you, I was messing around with the GoPro and well, yeah, trying to a, get some footage and stuff. Yeah, you have a mount and... A yeah. kayak mount for your GoPro. GoPro yeah. 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 So I was, so I was trying to keep up with that, but. Uh, I was trying to get some exercise in. Like, I want to see how fast I can get this thing going. Okay. The funny thing is this. <laughs> and we, perhaps we'll try and, and post this. So Chuck, he decides that the, he wants to go exploring. <laughs> and so at the end of this lake, there is like, well, we couldn't see what it was, but just a water was going over the edge of this area yes so chuck's like i'm gonna see if we could go down it and i'm like chuck just be careful like as for he's like no no i'm gonna get as close as i can without going over right so i i actually videoed it on gopro i'll have to I'll, I'll, i got we'll, kind of close we'll show it we'll show it i got a little nervous though because i could feel the water pulling pulling you know, because it was it's going over it was going over an edge, yeah. And I couldn't tell if it was a like if it, it was a, a flat drop off or if it was almost like a sliding concrete embankment. You yeah. know how you can go over where there's a, yeah. you know. Sorry, we'll show it. Yeah, we'll have to show it. But yeah, yeah I I got a little too close. I made myself a little bit nervous, yeah. and I I still. I could tell it was a drop off, but I didn't know how far. But we did get in our cars and go drive around, and let's just say I would have been in the hospital. It was people. It was a sheer wall drop off. There was no onto concrete. Onto concrete, probably what fifteen twenty feet straight yeah, down. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad he didn't do it because yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah, I'd be that, doing the show to down my own. That'd have been bad. You know. And then after that, then it kind of slants off and it kind of goes into a creek. Yeah, but this was like a like a, a water you, runoff. You had broken your neck before you got to the creek. Oh right? man, it was crazy! But I want to uh, stay away from that next time. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if you're in Central Illinois, <laughs> you want to go kayaking with us? Yeah. So sign up and come with us. Yeah, because like, we have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was fun though. It was it relaxing. Was. And were you hurt in the next day? I was a little sore on the on back and shoulders. Yeah, and thing, and yeah. almost blisters from. Yeah, well, I told you, you were speedy. That's why. 
Well, well, I bought I bought the I bought some for you too. The um, almost like handle grips. Yeah. Now to prevent you from getting blisters. So nice. So I'm ready for the next time. I know. I got you a new bag today. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, dry bag. Dry bag. So I if you put drop my hearing aids in there, if I need to. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Everyone, listen to this. So we get there and Chuck listen is- to this. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> so Chuck's like. Yeah, I've got to be careful. I've got these new hearing aids. They're like $6,000. I said, okay, well, okay. He goes, I'm going to have to take them off. So so basically, is you're not going to be able to talk to me for the next two hours. <laughs> and so we get in it. He's like, you know, I think we'll be all right. I said, are you sure? He goes, yeah. He goes, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> he said, if if I go in, I'll just keep my head above the water. And I'm like, all I could see was this image of him trying to stick his head above the water. But we did, we we did uh, stay dry. We did stay dry. We, neither one of us went in. And uh, yeah. Now, if there would have been any kind of rapids, I would have taken them out just to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I can still hear just not that good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, ah! <laughs> what? <laughs> What cliff? <laughs> what drop? Oh, waterfall! <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay, and that's my friends. Why you need Jesus? Yeah, man. So well, we got we got hey we got a good show today. We have Matt Brown is on today, and uh, for me it was the first time I'd ever met him. You hadn't met him before, for, uh, right? Through social media through social only. Media. Yeah. So it was nice to actually talk to him in person via Zoom for yeah. the first time. And uh, I'm going to see him here in about a week and a half. Yeah, so you'll have some in the next week or so uh, on the episodes, you'll be able to talk about Yeah, I'll post a picture on Revival Town social media. Yeah, that's so, great. So yeah. why don't you sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Matt Brown. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Hello, everyone. It's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Matt Brown, is an evangelist, author of Truth Plus Love, host of Think Eternity with Matt Brown, and founder of Think Eternity, a ministry sharing powerful faith content through podcasts, blogs, videos, outreaches, and more. Matt's ministry has featured such top leaders as Christine Kane, Lee Strobel, Daryl Strawberry, Rebecca Lyons, Max Locato, Michael W. Smith, John Bevere, and more. Matt and his wife, Michelle, have four children and live near Minneapolis, Minnesota. Matt, we're honored to have you on Revival Town. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Chuck and Andy. Great to be here. Love the podcast name. I uh, love what you guys are about and what you're doing, and I'm excited to share with everybody. Thank you so much. I we just we we all of us just met just met and uh, feel like we've known each other forever. Just just the way that you are. I know people are going to absolutely love this conversation today so thank you for coming on revival town today yeah we're good yeah. buddies already and uh you <laughs> announced this might be the first time it's been announced but you announced that we have four kids uh because our well, newest baby of- is only a few months old and uh and so i'm coming excited invigorated and a little tired <laughs> and uh just a little tired lately <laughs> yeah, but we're doing great we're doing great 
man. Well, I've, I've really enjoyed following you on social media. I love, I love your heart and I love, you know, I, I love truth plus one. I, I mean, love, I love the fact, I mean, I, I, the church that I lead, one of the, one of our, our core values has always been a tagline, same message, different language. We're going to communicate the gospel of love in a way that people can understand. And so many people are shying away from scripture instead of communicating the truth with love. And um, mm-hmm. I just love that that's what you're about. I'm so glad that you get to come on today and share your story. Thank you so much. I, I had this crazy opportunity a few months ago to have a gentleman on my, my, on my podcast uh, uh, named Nikki Cruz. And oh, he was, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you guys know. So yeah. if, if our listener hasn't heard of him yet, they got to go check out his book because actually he's had between uh, the book that David Wilkerson wrote, uh, The Cross and the Switchblade, and the book that Nikki wrote, uh, Run, Baby, Run, I believe about 100 million people have read that book between wow. the sales and probably, you know, family members reading it. So uh, many people read this testimony. It's probably one of the most widely known testimonies. Um, but if you haven't heard it, you got to. I mean, Run Baby Run is so powerful. I just read it um, recently, and uh, and so of course the the story was that he was he was born the son of Satanists in Puerto Rico, and uh, and they didn't give him love. Uh, as you mentioned, Chuck, the importance of of love and this message of love in the gospel. And uh, even when he was nine, he said um, his mom just talked about hating him. And he just said, I died that day. He didn't physically die, but just his spirit. He died inside because he didn't feel that his parents were cared about him. Uh, he had a lot of siblings. And what they would do back then is they'd ship kids off to New York City when they got a little older to help them. Kind of, I don't know how that helped them, but that's what they'd do. <laughs> so they ship him off to New York City and his, some of his brothers were already there. And he hit the streets right away, ran away from his brothers, and became a, a gang leader of one of the most violent gangs in New York City called the Mau Mau's at that time. And uh, just such a twisted and sick life. And uh, some somehow, some way, a skinny country preacher from Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania, reminds me of my friend Malachi, who we talked about before this podcast, finds his way into New York City to reach these violent gangs. He's holding little outreaches and crusades in the gang territory and Nikki and his friends are there for entertainment, but they, you know, he's he's threatening them with violence and and David Wilkerson uh, after this uh, first event went over to kind of where these guys would spend their day and uh, said to Nikki again a couple times he said to him, "God loves you so much, Nikki." And Nikki never heard that before. He doesn't know how to handle this. Yeah, yeah. And he threatens him again, and David Wilkerson turns to him, and you guys may have heard this before, but he says. He says, Nikki, even if you cut me into a thousand pieces, every single piece of me will cry out, Nikki, Jesus loves you so much. And Nikki was like, just absolutely shaken by this idea that there's a God who loves him. And that's the message of the gospel that we bring. It's the greatest love that any man and any woman will ever know. And and, and if you're listening and you need to know that God loves you so much. He gave his only son on the cross for you. And, uh, man, so often we can get eaten up by our insecurities. We can get eaten up by our difficulties or our pain in life. And we look at the pain in the world. And never before has the, you know, this is the, the world needs this message more than they ever have before. Yeah, <laughs> that God loves you. He made a way for you to come to him. He can bring you incredible fulfillment in your life. And so little tangent there for you, Chuck, but yes, yeah. the message yeah. of truth plus love 
is our message. We have this truth that corrects our lives, and we have this love that shifts everything in our lives, and, and it's beautiful. Yeah, amen. Well, why don't you tell us how you experienced the love of Christ for the first time? And just can you, before we get going into uh, talking about maybe culture and influence and all those things, how did you come to Christ? Can you share your story with us? Of course. I came, actually came to Christ at a really early age. Uh, my parents weren't pastors, but they just loved Jesus and loved the church and, you know, faithful and uh served the church and so my mom led me to christ when i was very young when i was only you know only four years old actually is when i, I remember it um yeah. coming to christ and praying with her and then again as i was a teenager i remember making a recommitment to the lord uh, but grew up in a small church and went to camp always had a you know impactful time going to church camp uh since the call to ministry at an early age uh when i was eight years old i i felt God was calling me into ministry for some reason at a camp. And then uh, when I was 17, I was at a youth conference in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. And uh, it was at a, a local church uh, here. And there was a bunch of youth groups that had come together from around the state. And there was an evangelist named Sean Smith who was in town uh, preaching. And uh, the second day of that, I just felt such a a powerful moment of God speaking into my heart and breaking my heart for my friends in my school. I think at this time I was a senior in high school and uh, just for my friends who didn't know the Lord, just for the students in my school who didn't know the Lord. And I felt God speaking to my heart as he really broke my heart there for people who need Christ. And he just said, I'm calling you to be an evangelist. I just felt that evangelistic call. It's never left me yeah. Ever since now, 20 years later, I've been preaching the gospel. As I went into Bible college, I began to go around and preach uh, in the summers and just look for any opportunity that I could. And nowadays we look for any social media platform that we can. And I'm like, just <laughs> yeah. give me a place yes. to talk about Jesus. And I still have that passion. What was weird, guys, was that I was, I was, I was shyer growing up. But, uh, but I'm, of course, uh, that, that has somehow left me with the call of God. And so... Now, all I do is talk now <laughs> on podcasts and, and on we Twitter. And, college, uh, we found out. Yeah, we went to the same Bible college. My wife and I yeah. went uh, to the same one as, as Chuck there and um, great, uh, you know, great Bible college in Minneapolis called North Central and uh, loved that school. And uh, yeah, I've been, been doing ministry. Wow, man, that's really, really cool. And um, you do a lot of ministry. I mean, you're obviously you're an evangelist and you have a very successful podcast with some uh, some really um, heavy hitters on, the, on on your podcast and in your ministry and everywhere you go sharing the gospel, obviously on using your the platform of social media. And that's getting more and more difficult with the more toxic our culture is getting. And mm -hmm. um, have, have you experienced any kind of uh, of hit back from, from sharing the message of the gospel? Yeah, over the years here and there. Um, but yeah, it is. It's it it's very toxic, you know, especially on Twitter. Um, and now we're finding out from Elon Musk, it's probably because of bots, which yeah, I kind yeah, of had yeah. a, I, I kind of had a wonder over the years because I'd see different leaders getting attacked. I'm like, I think most of these accounts literally look like, like you don't just overnight get all these accounts attacking you, right? And, uh, and so um, you want, you wonder how much that has swayed our cultural narrative over the years, mm. uh, with these trends and the features. I basically came to the point years ago where I couldn't look at Twitter trending anymore because 
just like it felt like it was like the worst most secular wicked news being featured to the world that you'd ever imagine right and so i like i haven't looked at it for years i just skip right over it um although i do still love the medium where you can share just short thoughts of wisdom short biblical insights and so i've always loved following people there but lately it does kind of feel like a ghost town on twitter but still social media is a powerful tool and i love it i you know for me the awakening of social media and ministry was uh, I was slow to get on some of the networks, but my older brother as a pastor pushed me onto MySpace back in the day. <laughs> and I began to see, I would I would write articles. I'd write, that was kind of where I first started blogging. I began to see, oh, I can do ministry here and I don't have to wait for kind of like a church to invite me, you know? Because I just always felt like I could preach like a couple times a day if someone would just allow the door to be open, right? And so that kind of led into like, just looking for any opportunity. And nowadays it's just a lot of things. It's just looking for ways to make an impact on people's lives and share what you feel that God's teaching you. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting because we've never had a generation before that's had these kind of these social media opportunities and it's an opportunity to, to share, to share Christ. Of course, it's, it's amazing because like you can, in some platforms, if you're doing, if you're finding success, you can post and, you're in an in instant you're in impacting hundreds of thousands of people sometimes right you can share a podcast and and maybe you know maybe a bunch of people are going to listen and, and you never know what's going to happen the trajectory of their life that can be changed by some you know something god speaks through you to say and so uh just just appreciate that even while i'm going like i hope that there's changes in some of these things and you know i'm on some of the new social networks too that have come up now with uh with kind of all the censorship because i think there's my theory is lately and we've seen it really strong that there's censorship of not only conservative voices but of of christian voices of evangelical voices yeah. and i've seen a very massive uh kind of suppression of pastors in the last few years have you seen that um, personally um, oh yeah oh yeah i've seen it i saw it very significantly and here's the thing guys i don't even post hardly ever about politics like i'm sure people would say he doesn't post enough about these major issues now guys i feel it i have opinions i have theories yeah. i have uh passion about this i've been praying really hard for our country in the last few years more than ever yeah. but uh but i just i just i'm i'm like a middle child uh i, I i'm a peacemaker and so it's just hard for me to wade into drama. I'm just not that, you know, I'm, I'm the opposite of political, but, uh, but yet I do sometimes say things. I think when I feel like I got to speak out a little bit, or I got to speak truth into this a little bit, but that said, uh, I definitely saw a difference in the last few years in mine too, but I also saw a dramatic difference in many pastors, not every pastor, but many pastors on different platforms. And some of it's just algorithms. Like they just, they're always messing with those things and you, you're always having to try to like learn what's effective. But I definitely see a very clear, yes, there's a suppression and censorship. And here's my theory. Not that I wanted to get on this topic, but I think it goes back five or six years. I think there's been a mass censorship of Christians and we don't know it. That's what I believe. Because yeah. you guys probably saw this, but the Christian Post actually just got suspended two months ago from Twitter the one of the or the biggest christian news site is taken down because they said something that that twitter didn't like wow wow which which was that a man's a man and so it's like they take them down it's like have you could you imagine that they're starting to even like very publicly go after the christians it's crazy so 
it's not to say we shouldn't use these tools still, but uh, we definitely don't want to rely just on one. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't realize Christian Post was taken down. I mean, I knew Babylonian, the Babylon bead was, was yeah, taken Both down. for the same reason. Uh, it's yeah, just yeah. speaking truth. And uh, and people are literally like, uh, we hate you for this. You can't, you can't say, you know. I mean, the world's so backwards right now. It's yeah, yeah. just messed up, you know. Well, for me so. personally, like 20 and 2021, I, I mean, I... I was allowed, I realized that I was allowing myself to become jaded on, on Twitter. You know, Twitter's, you know, that big dumpster fire, it's crazy. And you really do have to be intentional about separating yourself from some of the stuff where you can get sucked right into it. I felt like oh, yeah. I was getting sucked in and, and wanting to force people to, to hear my view on things and what I had to say and, and trying to share truth in, in love. But I, I kind of realized, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to change somebody's belief on something in 140 characters, right? Um, that doesn't mean we shouldn't share truth. We need to share truth with love. But I felt like I was just, man, I was just getting jaded. So I was listening to a Kerry Newhoff podcast with Rick Warren. And one of the things that Rick said was concerning social media. And one of the things that he never does, he never defends himself. He just said, find someone in pain and speak to their pain. Hmm. And give them hope and so wow. in 2022 i've made it my goal that just to share hope the hope of mm. jesus you know i don't need to correct anybody i mean i'm still going to stand up for what's right and for truth and i think the 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 it's it's crazy how many people are are deconstructing away from scripture and away from jesus and walking away from their faith and i think we need to have conversations and i need to be willing to to be bold enough to share my my beliefs on certain things but ultimately i want i want to be known for the hope Right. Oh, that's so good. That's so corrective. That's such a, a powerful filter. And I actually think that encapsulates what I was trying to write about in Truth Plus Love, which is just filter it through love, joy, and peace, right? Speak the truth. But, and then the thing to remember too, is social media is a megaphone. It really is a megaphone. And so you feel, you're already kind of shouting because you're talking to thousands or you're talking to hundreds of people and you're not just talking to a person one-on-one. -on -one. So you just have to be a little bit more uh, thoughtful and careful about what you're saying. Of course, we all know with with a short amount of characters, we often can't say everything we're trying to say. There's not a lot of room for what do they say nuance. And uh, but it, so it's just important to remember that it's, you're you're talking through a megaphone. How do you express truth and love? How do you express the hope you have? But I love that. Look for the need and speak to the need. Speak because there's so many people hurting. That's powerful and the the forces that be want to divide us right that's that's a very clear agenda and uh and so i just think we got to be careful to not get sucked into politics to not be ultra political not to say that there's some there's probably some people who should be speaking to that all the time actually i would say that yeah. but um but i think for the general believer we have to be careful that we keep our focus on what you said uh because uh the gospel and the kingdom we're a part of is different yeah, than right. this world and so we shouldn't sound just like this world i hope that we can speak truth and i hope that we can like it, it will cut to people's hearts but i hope we can do it and they know that we love them yes you know so that i think that's the line right there that we got to aim for and it's hard sometimes to hit it right every time that's okay if you don't yeah can you go more in depth into just what you wrote in your book and and you know for those that are listening this may be the first time uh, that they've heard of Matt Brown, just probably. 
just dig into that a little bit more with with the book um so that they they're like wow okay i need to pick this up yeah totally well so for me what it was was i've been doing ministry for 20 years uh early on uh i was intensely passionate which passion is awesome uh but to me uh being radical in my faith, being a revival town guy meant that I was, uh, you know, how much I prayed, how much I fasted, how much I witnessed, which, which are all beautiful and and powerful disciplines and something, you know, God can give us the grace to do. But what I realized, uh, over the years was that I was probably a little bit over intense. And I started to realize like that the fruit of the spirit is really the filter of what it means to grow in Christ. Because mm-hmm. anyone can, you could be radical, but you're not Christ-like. Right. And the fruit of the Spirit, you can't fake, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like when God is working, when you're connecting with Christ, when you have an abiding relationship in Jesus and in the Word of God, and you have, you're experiencing God's grace in your life, like love isn't natural, joy isn't natural, Peace isn't natural. Gentleness and kindness and faithfulness aren't natural, right? But intensity can be faked, and and it can be like man-made. And so what I started to realize was, if I'm growing in gentleness, if I'm growing in, and it gave me a filter. If I'm growing in these things, I know that God is at work in my life, and if I'm able to uh, exude these things in my conversations, in my witness, in my relationship with other people, especially by the way at home. Then I'm starting to see a shift in my heart to be more like Jesus. And so, of course, we're called to truth. We know that when we come to the Bible, it, it, it course corrects us. It changes us. And so it's, the truth is, is, if you look through the scripture, you see these two great themes, truth and love. Yes. Which seems like they're opposite, but actually they both are incredibly, incredibly impactful and influential in our lives. And so... We don't want to move away from the truth, and we don't want to move away from love. We need those together, the truth of God, because the truth of God's word is where the power is. Yeah. Yes, yes. When we preach the truth of God's word, when we speak the truth, when we live, when we preach to our own heart, even the truth of God's word, it has the power of God in it. It, tra- you know, the, the Holy Spirit powers in the gospel message. It's in these biblical truths to transform our lives. We don't want to come to Jesus and not be changed. That would be uh, not the way it's supposed to happen. Right. But but yet the love, though, draws people to the truth. The joy draws people to the truth. You know, the peace that we have when stuff's so messed up, it's peace only God could give, draws people to the truth. So, so what I did was uh, I started to realize that that's what spiritual maturity is. And we're called to grow into maturity it's growing in the fruit of the spirit and part of it's allowing God to work in us, but part of it's aiming for it too, aiming for those things. How do we grow in those things? So I began to write chapter after chapter of each of those. How do we grow in each of these fruits in our lives and how do we biblically allow God to work these in us? And so it was, it was uh, a life message, I believe, uh, something that changed me significantly, something that I want to continue to strive for throughout my life. Um, just starting at home, especially with my family, with my kids, with my wife, um, and then with those closest to me. And of course, you guys know this, that uh, success really should be like that the people closest to us respect us the most. And, and that, you know, that's the hardest place to do it because uh, the people you're closest to get the, they get the real you, <laughs> you know, and, and then the people on your podcast, sorry, podcast listeners, you get the, like the, 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 
the beautified Instagram filtered version of Chuck and Andy and Matt and, <laughs> and all the other guests, right? It's what we want to tell you. Uh, our social media feeds, what we want to tell you, but our people at home, that's where, that's where we really live it out and walk it out. And that's the beautiful place and the hard place that we got to strive to grow in Jesus and allow his life to be magnified in us. Yes. Yeah. Because in, in your book, one of the things that I love that you, you brought out is truth minus love equals noise. Yep. There's so much to that. Can you unpack it a little bit? Yeah. So it's just first Corinthians 13. It talks about how, you know, you can, you can be doing miracles. You can be given to the poor. You can be sacrificing your life. But if you don't have the love of God, if you don't have this love, then you're just a clinging gun. You're just a symbol. And that's a noise to the world. The world has a lot of noise. It's the love that allows us to cut through the noise. It's just the process and the, the tool and the, the uh, principle that God has given us. And so, uh, and then the opposite, uh, as you know, Chuck, is that uh, love minus truth is error. So yes. we're not going to change anyone's life by just showing love and not giving God's truth. We need both of these things. But truth plus love equals influence, I believe, in the lives of the people around us. And yeah. so as we grow in both of those, and it's easy to be one way or the other, to be a little bit more of a loving person or to be a little bit more of a truthful person. But guess what? God calls you to both. Yes. Those are like the legs of the Christian. And so those are the two things we got to continue to move towards. Yes. Well, having said that, um, I just read a staggering statistic just a couple of days ago in an article. There has been a recent study by George Barna, and the statistic is that 37% of pastors, not Christians, 37% of pastors no longer hold a biblical worldview. That, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, so I don't trust statistics anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although Barna, I would trust them more. But you know, you know, these statistics are out of control, man. These polls and these statistics. Yeah. yeah. But I've I've heard only you know uh, set no thirty percent of statistics are true. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah. I'm teasing. <laughs> uh, no, I I know that they have good filters like for how they do things, and I'm I'm not uh you know Barna's Barna's gonna be literally the the creme creme of the crop when it comes to like you know doing these in a, in a great way. But that's so sad. You know that's a sad statistic. So what I believe is you know I heard this um heard this statement once from a missionary uh to Africa, and he said uh, Christianity boring. So is the best TV show if your set isn't plugged in. Man, that's be plugged good. into God and you won't be yawning. And I think that's true for our Christian lives, but I've just taken that principle to say that the truth of God and the, the truth of God's word is the power cord. And if we try to have kind of our own, our own way of how we interpret it all and, and we become the authority, it's unplugging the power. You have no power in that Christianity. You have no power in that faith. It's the, it's, we come to God and we let him speak to us and we let him change us. And so I would just say to a pastor, if you're listening and you, you're being influenced by that, man, uh, that's not going to be, that's not going to be something to build your ministry on or to build your house on of your life. You have to build on the rock yeah, yes. because that is the only foundation 
And it's the truth of God's word that's the rock when Jesus talked about that in Scripture. It's, the, it's God's ways. It's God's words. And when we build on that, we're building on something that never changes. And that's the beautiful thing about Jesus is he's the same yesterday and today and forever. He never changes. And we serve it a faithful and a loving and good, unchanging father. Uh, in a time when the world's changing so much, he never changes. He is the rock that we can build on. Yes, and it's so important for us to just stand strong in that. Uh, we just kicked off a series last weekend at the church I lead called The Bible Tells Me So, and we covered that exact scripture scripture of building our foundation on the Word of God because our culture is preaching relativism, which there is no such thing as absolute truth, and truth can evolve, and truth can change, and we know that's not truth. I mean, this mug that I'm holding up, anyone who's watching, most of our most of the people that uh, subscribe to Revival Town are, are listeners, but um, we do post a video as well, yeah. so if you can see this, th this cup that I'm holding up is white, and it's not going to change based on how you feel. You might feel in your heart that it's red, but you would be wrong because the truth is it's white. That's not going to change, yeah. right? So right. we have got to stick to the word and it, it is disheartening when there are pastors that are, are are walking away from it or dismantling it or dismissing portions that make them uncomfortable which is why i so appreciate your book and i want to encourage our our listeners to to go get the book truth plus love because i mean it, 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 it really covers everything that we're talking about, how Christians have always been at odds with culture around them. And the, the first Christians were no exception to that. And you share a story about being in Rome and sipping some coffee and thinking about the culture. And, we, you know, we, you talk about. I wish I had that coffee right now, by the way. Pardon? Uh, I wish I had that coffee right now. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> There's a couple coffee shops right near the Pantheon in downtown Rome that are just, uh, I mean, it's like liquid gold. They're just so good. You're like, how? Do you make coffee like this? And, yeah. and Chuck, he wasn't saying that because you were boring and he needed waking up, right? That's yeah, yeah. why I like, just, just say that. <laughs> well, I, I just, uh, I appreciate your heart, Matt. And you like, we said, truth minus love is noise. Truth minus love is error. You said truth plus love is influence. You give seven excuses in the book. Obviously you unpack the fruit of the spirit, which is so important because we don't want to be that, that, that clanging symbol. We don't want to be a gong. We want to communicate the gospel of love. And one of the examples that you share is, is, is Billy Graham and how effective he was because he would establish common ground and earn the right to speak into people's life. So we know that we need to have influence in order to get people to listen to us and they won't listen to us if we're a jerk, right? So if we don't love. So, but everything it, and, and I guess one of the, my other favorite things that you said in the book is that truth is a person. I love that because Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. So truth is not just an it, it's a who, and that is not a Christian Dr. Seuss. That is the real deal right there, right? Truth is is a person. And mm -hmm. I think um, I just I just love that we got to, you know, that you are reinforcing how important it is for us to, to cling to the word, which means we have to we have to be in it. So I think my favorite yeah. quote from the book is this. He said, don't, don't say God is silent when your Bible is closed. Ah, uh, that's great. Right. Yeah. Great. If we keep coming back to the word, our lives will keep being changed. And I don't know about you guys, but, uh, there's, there's, it's, it, you have to keep reminding yourself that you, you no one's, the, I don't know that there's many people who are a pro when it comes to like, just consistently, they're just, it's easy for them. They're in the words. Everything will keep you from the word. But you have to just keep reminding yourself, man, every time I get into the Word of God, every time I spend time reading 
his words. And here's the deal. The Bible isn't a book of the past. It's the book of our future. The Bible isn't just old words. It's eternal words that continue to transform our lives. And so when we get them, there's just something about the scripture. You read it. It doesn't matter if you're in the Old Testament or the New Testament. And God is speaking to you through his word. In the Bible, we find more than 750,000 words breathed out by God himself for us. And so that's why I say, don't say God's silent when your Bible's closed. And that, that phrase really speaks to people. It wasn't my phrase. I don't know who said it originally. But it's so powerful when I heard it and when I posted it. Because you realize that in the chaos of our world, God is speaking. But we have to open our Bibles and listen. And when you open your when you open the scripture personally and collectively, there's something about it. It just it fulfills you. Yeah. It's like my soul's craving something. I need something in my life. Well, I need I need the Bible. It's always the thing that satisfies when we read the word. And and then it speaks to us about our purpose. It speaks to us about how we can make an impact and a difference in the problems that we're seeing. And over and over again doesn't matter how many times you've read it. I've read it many, many times. I've read the Bible. I love the scripture. But uh, still, God will continue to speak to you in new ways. God will continue to have a verse stand out to you that never stood out to you before because it's alive. Yeah. And what, is, what does Spurgeon say? It's like a lion. Let it out of the cage. He says truth is like a lion. Let it out and let it defend itself. You don't have to defend the word of God. You don't have to defend the truth of God. Just... Share the word in your own heart. Share the word with your family. Share the word with your congregation. Share the word with your community. Share the word with our nation. Because the Bible has its own power. And you don't have to put any power into it. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. It continues to speak to the soul of man. It continues to satisfy hearts that couldn't find any satisfaction. It continues to cut to the heart and convict the soul of the people that have gone astray from God. And it continues to draw people into the kingdom. And it's just this beautiful thing. I mean, you just can't speak highly enough about the word. That's good. Yeah. Ooh. The, the word word up. Well, and you mentioned something about when, you know, and I think people, um, fight this. I'll, I'll be honest with you. They, you know, you talked about when people come to Christ, there's a change that happens and i think there's been a, a bit of a cultural thing that come to jesus as you are and it's as though people think and he'll leave you as you are compared to the truth of the word will will help change your path your life your behavior everything about it and i i think culture now has tried to stop it right there you, you know that come as you are yeah that's a that's a powerful statement and a true statement it's a bit like in jesus whenever there was something happening and he he was correcting someone he not only corrected them he, he then said now go the other way turn the other way it was like there's a natural action to that mm. uh, and i think cultures christian culture especially some of christian culture has tried to come to Jesus as you are and stay as you are has been a bit of a, and do whatever you want. Yeah. Do whatever you want. <laughs> and, that, and, and honestly, guys, that's the saddest gospel we've ever heard Yes, because yeah. Jesus does an amazing work in your life. Now, here's a couple of things that he does. When you come to Christ, 
If you haven't yet, please do today. But when you come to him, I know that a Christian will verify this experience, that you feel incredible joy. You feel an incredible peace. The world becomes bright. Everything changes. You feel a satisfaction in your soul. You feel the weight of the world lifted off of your shoulders. You feel the peace of God in your life. And Jesus has made a way for all of this as he gave his life on the cross. When we, It's not by being good enough, but when we put our trust in him and what he's done for us, that's how we receive this gospel. But the gospel, obviously, he calls us to follow him. He calls us to repent and turn from our sin. He, recall, he calls us to turn away from those things that kept us from God and, uh, and to spend our life doing that, right? It's a, it's a journey where we'll never be perfect, but we're supposed to continue to repent every day. We're supposed to continue to confess our sin to the Lord and allow him to continue to change us. And there's a huge difference in it. And there's two guys that actually this really stands out to me for. And Chuck and I are going to actually be with these incredible leaders and gentlemen here soon in Kansas City. But Lee Strobel is one example of that. Before he became a Christian, he was a, a, a well-known newspaperman in Chicago, writer, been very successful, studied at Yale. And he was an atheist. And he spent several years investigating the claims of Christianity to disprove them after his wife had gone to church and given her life to Christ. He said that the, and I know Lee personally, so we've talked about this. He said that the moment that she talked about that and he was an atheist and she had come to faith in Christ, the word that went through his mind was divorce. Even though they were childhood sweethearts, uh, you know, had met at an early age, had fallen in love and uh, but his marriage was a wreck in many senses because he, people saw his outward success, but they didn't see him drunk in an alley in the middle of the night. They didn't see him coming home. His daughter didn't want to come out of her room because uh, he was so angry often when he would get home from work. So people didn't see that side of him, but he knew. But either way, he just didn't think there was any truth to this. He's trying to disprove it for, I think it was, uh, I believe it was uh, about a year and, uh, and three quarters of a year. It's so almost two years. And then he finally realized uh, what he told me in his own words. There was such an avalanche of evidence for the truth of Jesus after trying to disprove it that it would take more faith to maintain his atheism than to become a Christian. Yeah. And so he comes to Christ. And what was so beautiful, guys, so I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to think the first time I met him. I think, uh, so we, we met and did some ministry events, but this was a little later, and I had the opportunity to go to his movie set when they made that movie that you can now watch on Netflix, which is The Case yeah. for Christ. And I was, I was interviewing him and talking with him, and Leslie was there with him too, so I was talking with both of them. But to think, like, decades later, the difference that has been made not only in this guy's life, but in his marriage the difference that's been made in his parenting now and now his grandparenting. Mm. And I just felt like it was it was so apparent to me that the difference, Christ, you don't become perfect after you come to Jesus. But if you allow God to continue to work in your life, there's such a huge difference that it's the difference between taking a plane to New York City or, or California. It's completely different directions. You might not be perfect, but you're going in a totally different direction. Yeah, that's good. And you were before. And, and one other example of this is another gentleman that we'll be with. And just I just can't believe I know this guy now and have been able to meet him. But also the work that God's done in his life. And that's Daryl Strawberry, the Major League Baseball All-Star. And uh, he was my favorite baseball player growing up. And so you got to believe when I first had the chance to meet him, I thought, man, this is crazy. You know, watch this kid, watch this guy playing my whole life on TV. And uh, Daryl, you know, 
he wrestled with uh, with uh, addiction. He wrestled with alcoholism, drugs, with uh, seeking pleasure and pursuit of women, and super success. Right. So he just had anything he wanted, but he just kept going down the wrong roads. And eventually, his life has turned around, transformed so much to the point that he's now a preacher of the gospel. So he's been doing that for a while now. He's in a great marriage, and he's he is amazing guy. He's an absolute amazing guy. But what shifted was when he was dating his now wife and she was trying to walk with him through this addiction and she was there with him and she's trying to help him like break it and all of that. She began to disciple him and to speak truth to him. And I just think like that's what every single one of the people who comes to Christ, that's what you guys, that's what I, that's what all of us need. We need, we need someone to speak the truth to us because we don't just need to accept Christ and then wallow in addiction we don't just need to accept christ and then continue to walk in unrenounced sin we need we need someone to speak to the truth to us because the the transformation that god's seeking is not just to love us but to allow our lives to be transformed and so i just think of daryl now and i think of i'm so glad that he heard truth plus love i'm so, not my book but that that message of the of the bible I'm so glad that he heard uh, someone speak truth to him and not just love, right? Because he is—he would never want to go back to that stuff. He's—he's he's encountering freedom now all the time, right? He lives in freedom now, right. and so who wants to go back to that stuff? And so that's—that's that's what every believer needs. That's what we all need to hear. That's what pastors need to teach and preach. Uh, that's what uh, as we share our faith with others, we need to make sure they know that that God wants to call us out of sin and away from sin. And here's the deal. You don't have to, I mean, I think in some sense you need to be clear with people, but it's the Holy Spirit's doing it too. Right. So, <laughs> so we're, he's the, what a deal Moody say. He's the greatest evangelist. The Holy Spirit is the greatest evangelist. So we're like, we're working in, in, in alongside the, the spirit of God. He's already at work in people's lives. Yes. He's convicting people of sin. That's why, that's one of the biblical jobs that the Holy Spirit does. He convicts people of sin. He comforts us as well. Uh, he's our comforter, and Jesus is always with us. But as we as we try to make an impact on others, we just need to know He's doing the work too. Yeah, that's Amen. That's so so good. Well, Second Corinthians five seventeen says, "If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old life is gone. Behold, we become new." And that's just um, that's just so good. And you know, one of the things that goes along with that that Andy mentioned was the other woman caught in the act of adultery it was it was the love of Jesus that transformed her he yeah. still said go and sin no more and why would she want to after she experienced that weight of sin yeah. guilt and shame she had that removed so yeah. I know we we have people listening today Matt that I'm sure that are, are struggling and maybe they have maybe they've been on the fence even with their relationship with God can you take a moment and pray for for those that are those anyone that's hurting and that's struggling those that just need their their faith boost faith comes by hearing the word of God and our yeah. prayers today that their faith has expanded as they've heard you share uh, about Christ and about your your walk and um and there's some that just need boldness that need to go okay you know what I need to be more balanced I need to be willing to speak the truth of love. And then there's other people that are listening that are like, man, I've been speaking the truth, uh, but I need to, I need to use more love, you know, or maybe I need to be more bold. It goes both ways. There's that balance. Can you, can you pray? I'd love to. Yeah. Lord, I just thank you so much for 
Chuck and Andy, I thank you so much for Revival Town. I thank you for their ministries, their church, their dream center. God, I thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for these listeners uh, who love this podcast, Lord, and those who might be finding it now. And I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that they would sense the power of your spirit. I pray that they would sense your presence, which when it when you come in, Lord, when we sense you and you allow us to experience uh, your presence and your touch in our lives, it just satisfies us. It just changes us. It just draws us. It It fulfills us. And I pray that they would walk in the fulfillment that you offer, Lord Jesus. I know that um, so often we can come to the gospel and receive it with joy, but the cares of life, the pressures of this world will steal our joy, will try to choke out the great work that you're doing in us. And Lord, help us to not allow that, God, but to return to your word, to be filled with faith, to return to your spirit and your presence and, and to worship and to prayer, God, to be experiencing you and your renewal in our lives and lord if people need to repent your word says lord to to repent and so that times of refreshing may come let us experience the refreshing power of the gospel and i thank you for what henrietta mears uh once said that when christianity isn't adding a burden to our lives it's adding power i thank you god for your work in us and we thank you for this moment and this time would you continue to to uh, to do a great work in our lives and allow us to make a great impact for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Well, Matt, I know people are going to want to connect with you. Uh, so what are some of the ways that they can uh, connect with you, get the book, websites, things like that? Yes. Uh, so thinke.org, that's for Think Eternity. And uh, Evangelist Matt, uh, my book is there a course around the book if you want it for your church uh also uh other types of ministry content um there's a free ebook there uh which is uh five spiritual keys to find fulfillment in god and so we just realized as a ministry we're we're preaching the gospel we're also we're helping people move back to their fulfillment in god to not lose sight of your hope and your joy and your peace and so we hope that all of the stuff we share is doing that is being a blessing to you in that way that's great. Right on. So go go follow Evangelist Matt and check out Truth Plus Love on Amazon as well and go to website org. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, um, Matt, we do something at the end of every podcast, a little bit fun. Uh, we are going to do the big three, the three questions that everyone's wanting to know about, about you, right? So, um, Chuck, did you want to start on this one? Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Okay, first question, Matt. Um, you live in the Minneapolis area. You're, you said Daryl Strawberry, you grew up watching him. You were a big fan of him. Who's your baseball team? Is, is it the is it the, the Twins or... Somebody yeah, it'd be the Twins. Yep. All right, all right. Go oh, Twins. Okay, all right. Okay, go Cubs. You... <laughs> <laughs> so, so you you have interviewed this is the second question you have interviewed a, and spoke with a lot of people right christine kane michael w smith um pete craig which i i just saw uh on on your social media who would you like who would you really like to interview but you've never been able to get a hold of yes uh well so i feel like honestly guys just about been able to have just anyone I, you know, could have hoped for over the years. This is now my third year of podcasting. Um, 
I am now on the Access More Network and actually just celebrated my 100th episode today. The guest was Jonathan Falwell, which just released today. But um, there is someone, and I'm friends with him. I'm actually friends with him, but he's busy, and I, I hope to to have him on at some point, which is Jensen Franklin. And so, uh, Jensen's one of those. Um, but I, I, again, I just feel like I've like I just had someone I was hoping to have for a long period of time, and that's uh, hasn't released yet. That's Joseph Mondarenko. He's kind of the Billy Graham of Russia and Ukraine. Wow. Amazing story. He spoke in his language and then his daughter interpreted on the podcast. So that's going to be a new thing. Wow. But no, it's it's been fun. And I every single person you mentioned, I can't believe I was able to talk with them, to be honest with you, let alone have a podcast. And so I just feel so blessed and grateful. Just, you know, I'm sure you guys feel the same just to be able to do this, to have these conversations, to share them with others. It's awesome. That's good. Right on. All right, Chuck, last question. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to keep it centered around Minnesota, Minneapolis. Um, but by, by the way, believe it or not, I used to work in the Metrodome. I was oh, that's great. Oh, do you remember the story of the Metrodome? They, uh, it yeah. crashed because of snow. There's yeah, too much yeah. snow. Yeah. So they called that day the snowpocalypse. Which, you know, it feels like it kind of happens oh, regularly man. around here. And you're in Illinois, so you get some of those too. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I, um, I, I want to know if it's been a while since I've been, I was in Minneapolis a couple of years ago, took my son to a T-Wolves Warriors game to, to see Steph Curry. Um, if I was going to come to town, where would we go eat? So, I mean, one of the best, and I don't know if this was around you there, but it's called Punch Pizza. And it's they oh. ship all the ingredients in from Italy. It's it's unbelievable. Whoa. That's probably where I would first choose. Uh, we've, we're starting to get some Shake Shacks around town, which are really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so those those would be a couple options. That's yeah, right I'll on. give you a bunch more. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, we really appreciate it. It's been it's been great talking to you and great getting to to. To, to know you on here, not just through social media. I've enjoyed following you, but to actually get to talk to you and have this conversation, I know our listeners are going to love it. So thanks for taking the time. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Town Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like there should be a commercial right there. Oh, man. That's funny. Thank you for listening to NFI Network. <laughs> no. But no, that was cool. That was great. Yeah. yeah. And thanks, Matt. I mean, if you go on his social media, he is he has interviewed some serious people. He really has. I mean, some some A listers. Yeah. So uh, so that was cool that he would spend time with us. And, yeah. Uh, thank you, Matt, again for taking time to to hang with us and man share the gospel with our listeners. And such an important topic. He was talking about not just the gospel but also the truth of the word of God as well. Yes. I know that's close and dear to your heart and mine, but, but you have yeah, it's at kind church of in my wheelhouse. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it's so important for us to not stray from, from the word. That's our foundation. And so many people are trying to remove it. And that's, what's so scary because you're, re, you're removing, if you are willing to remove scripture, you're removing your foundation. And I keep seeing posts where people are defending those who dismantle it and those who dismiss it. And I mean, what do you have left to talk about? I'm, and and it's, these people that are doing it, I don't see a lot about Jesus. Right. And usually they'll say that, well, they'll come back to, we need to model how Jesus lived and we need to, I'm all about the gospels, but nothing else. And that's just crazy because Jesus was about 
all the scriptures. Jesus yeah. quoted the Pentateuch. Yeah. All right. The first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, yeah. Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Je Jesus quoted the books of Moses. He quoted the word. He talked about the word. He didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So I, I think it's just, it's just a slippery slope. Yeah. It's absolutely. a slippery kayak, yeah. kayak slope. <laughs> You're going to go off the embankment, <laughs> land, break concrete. So yeah, no, get rooted in scripture. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, Thank you, Matt, for being on. Yes. Chuck, thank you for whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know what's next. Thank you for being my friend. <laughs> well, someone's got to. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, you know what's next. Hey. Tate is mate. Tate is mate. Now, yeah. this one is going to... Um, this actually came up when I was in LA. Okay. Um, I said a word and everyone looked at me like, what? And even Therese was like, I haven't heard that one before. Mm. So... Okay. Um, All right. So first time listeners, this is the part of the show yeah, where Andy, who's from England. All right. And yeah. everyone, like we say, hey, what's up, man? Andy says, what's up, mate? Because everybody's his mate, right? I'm his mate. Yeah. I'm Tate. He's mate. So this is Tate, his mate, where he's going to give me a word that is used as slang in England yeah. that's not used here. So we need to guess. I need to guess yeah. what the meaning of that word is. And I'm going to say it as I said it in LA. Okay. In the car, right? Um, oh, no, no. We weren't in the car. We were watching TV. And I, I said this. I said, did you see that they shut down one of the um, roads in LA? True story, this is on the news. They shut down the roads in LA because gangs are meeting to do donuts in the middle of an intersection and then everyone scarpered. And everybody was. Everyone scarpered. Scarpers? Scarp. <laughs> Starburst? <laughs> <laughs> scarpered s-c-a-r-p-e-r scarper Every, everybody scarpers scarper scarpers <laughs> everybody scarpers hi my <laughs> can you unpack it and take us take us down on that journey of the scarpers <laughs> scarper scarper you always hear the back scarper <laughs> Scarper. I'm going to say that the translation is scamper. Everybody just takes off. Yes. Really? That's it. Wow. So everyone scarpered off. Everybody scarpered off. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that. That's. But this was a crazy story. Like 200 plus people will meet at an inter intersection. It's all coordinated. They meet <clears throat> and then they just start doing these donuts, right? To video it. People are jumping in the middle of the donut. While they're spinning. Oh my gosh, right? that's crazy. And people have been hit. People have lost control of it. Because the 200 are around the outside. Okay. Filming. Unbelievable. I think. Wow. I think it was like four or five places that night had happened. And it was happening most nights. So that, that puts a whole new spin, no pun intended, on drag racing. It's, it's, like, it's like, like that. But, like but Mustangs and... Yeah, but the key is to keep within the... the the intersection okay without hitting someone wow it's it's crazy so everyone scarped when the police came wow okay so there you go scarper scarper all right 
Nice. Well, that See, I, I learn. I learn a new word every week on this thing. I know. Thank you. And and you, uh, you actually sometimes use it as well. Yes. Yeah, and sometimes I get snacks. Oh, like last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah you like that, didn't you? The Jaffa cake or whatever it's called. <laughs> Jaffa cake. Jaffa cake. Jaffa. Jaffa cake. And little orange jellies with chocolate and <laughs> vanilla wafer. <laughs> People, uh, if you're still listening, I mean, most people are probably like, okay, I'm going to next week's episode. <laughs> yeah. If you're still listening, thanks for still hanging out with us. Oh, man, it's we great. A good time. We, we love doing this, and uh, we've got we've got some really good episodes coming up. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't want to be missing should, some of should them. We, should we give anything away, we, uh, one or two? Go on. Okay. We have Elisa Childers coming on. Yep. All right. We also have, we won't say the name, but we have an actress from The Chosen. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that one. I will throw this name out. Okay. Uh, this will be coming out in, or coming, he'll be coming on in October. <clears throat> oh, yes. We have Carlos Whitaker coming Man, on. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, I got a story about him, but I'm going to save it for that episode. Yeah, that's a big deal. He's going to be coming to the Dream Center for our end of year event in october october 20th and so he kindly agreed to do the podcast as well and so we're going to record it and uh and play it just before the event so right on and That's we've even got someone who we won't say the name who went a little way up everest that is going to be really cool yeah. i can't wait for that story especially um when we got to hear about count milimajaro yeah you know count kilimajaro yeah. in tanzania now we have a guest who just scaled Mount Everest. Yeah. That's incredible. I've been Now we I've didn't been, go to the top. Let's it, just make it but it was still 18, 19,000 feet, which is still higher than anything. just about every other mountain. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. And I've been following his journey on Strava. If you're familiar with Strava, Strava is an app that that is it's social media for exercisers, like for people that run, bike, swim, and I He's been posting every day, and it's yeah. just, he's been posting pictures, too. That's good. So, yeah, you're going to love that episode. Yeah. So, make sure you're telling people about it. We are going out of our way to really get some great guests, just like we've had already in the yes. last year and a half or yeah. two years. So Like Matt today, like Amanda last week. Yeah. 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 So, thank you for uh, listening, watching. Now we're on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So, make sure you're going onto YouTube and watching. On a Monday now, we are launching it the same time as the regular audio podcast as well so you can go and watch the podcast as well so and we went over forty-five thousand downloads last week amazing that is crazy it is amazing so that's because of you guys yeah and you can help us by going to apple Podcasts, search revival town podcast give us a rating the more ratings that we have the the further they extend our reach so, yeah and, and also more, more people can hear the hear the gospel also the other thing be encouraged is um if you want to what you want to get a bit of merch that's right we, we have, have a merch, merch store. store yeah man we yeah, got we man. just got everything man i tell you yeah. we should do a podcast together yeah we should <laughs> all right, well, all right so, we should probably <laughs> let people go yeah, yeah. for the, the three people that are still listening yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well everyone thank you so much for tuning in watching listening what however you're doing this and uh uh, we will see you next week on Revival Town Podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com.